I'm gonna go ahead and apologize for the noisy here in the background. Unfortunately, today was pretty hot outside, so I needed to turn on the AC in the room. <laughs> Which unfortunately makes a pretty loud, annoying sound. Um, but anyways, I hope that it's not that big of a hindrance for you guys and that you're able to hear me properly and, and learn something. Anyways, enjoy the episode. Whenever I start to think about the Donald Trump presidency, it was only four years, so keep in mind. And Americans, for the most part, tend to re-elect a president. It tends to be the case that, for the most part, once you get a person in office, they almost always tend to have a second term. It's very rare for you know someone to be voted out. In American politics, at least, yeah. When it comes to the presidency, we have a problem with incumbents, right? You know, so certainly failed for many folks. I personally don't care. He failed the country in many aspects. I never. You all know if you've watched the podcast at all, watched how I've, you know, reported on everything else regarding the COVID nineteen pandemic and beginning of this. Um, Mass, especially with this podcast and I was very afraid and I did not believe anything that was happening and so on <laughs> but I never had this did this weird like I guess you can call it Trump derangement yeah it, it is Trump derangement syndrome for sure every single presidency has it you know there's Obama derangement syndrome and there was that with Trump there's no denying it Particularly because of the way how I saw how liberals were constantly losing their minds for everything that Trump did. A lot of things were warranted. A lot of things were warranted in how they reacted. But I never understood how they could make a lot of the arguments that they were making and not seem the hypocrisy in it. (laughs) Like consistently... They bring up the sexual harassment, you know, and 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 the sexual abuse scandals that round surrounding Donald Trump because there's, there you know the gone by the pussy, you know, thing that he said, and you know there are women who've said that, you know he, you know, sexually harassed him, and you know violated them. His wife's his a couple of ex-wives have in court documents said that you know he raped them. So, there's a lot of, you know, sexual proclivity and sexual violence regarding Donald Trump and those accusations, and a lot of accusations hurled at him. And it was the Brett Kavanaugh thing, you know, when Brett Kavanaugh was um, accused um, by Ms. Ford, um, the professor. She was uh, accusing him of, um, of an attempted rape when she was in... I believe in was she in high school in college or college? It doesn't. This is a young adult. You know, Trump. This is Trump's second Supreme Court justice nominee, and the one that was um, a lot of scandal around. There was a significant scandal surrounding him, and um. <laughs> I, I remember folks just losing their mind over this, and I remember understanding where they were coming from. I, of course, 
fell for the girl and I believed her. And that's why I didn't want Brent Kavanaugh on there. But that's because I'm consistent. I feel like I have every every argument to make as to why I can hold Brett Kavanaugh saying, yeah, no, dude, I think that this fucked up he shouldn't be in this, you know, line of work. Because I, for one, do believe Bill Clinton's a fucking rapist. For the same reasons. See, this is the problem. Bill Clinton set the framework for Donald Trump. Everything that you hate about Bill Clinton, about Donald Trump, there goes a Freudian slip. <laughs> Everything you hate about Donald Trump, Bill Clinton did. He set the foundation for Trump. All this was done before. Trump just observed and followed as far as I'm concerned. My problem has always been with the Clintons. And I've had a huge gripe with them. Ever since particularly, when I read about the incident of Ricky Ray Rector, Clinton as governor of Arkansas did to Ricky Ray Rector is unforgivable. If any Republican had done it, we would have had his name spread around like wildfire in the media as a murderer of the mentally challenged. But liberal icon Bill Clinton gets to be freed from this burden. It's okay that he did it. It's okay to be tough on crime. Or whatever they call it. But if a Republican does it, it's a problem, of course. Ricky Ray Rector was a lobotomized um, man who was sentenced to death for, I think it was a double murder he committed. Um, The problem with this situation is, unfortunately, he had blown his frontal lobe completely off. He was gone. He was no longer there. Rector was as a murderer banished the moment his brain was blown off it was essentially a lobotomy a full frontal lobe lobotomy and if any of you guys know the basics of you know neurophysiology and neural and and what your you know the neurobiology does your frontal lobe and your frontal cortex everything all that the, the specific parts of your of of, of your of your brain specifically the frontal part, deals with who you are as a person, your identity, your um, your f- emotions, your many of your your instincts of, 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 of your basic human instincts of being able to reason, being able to um, re- reduce our impulses, all that's gone. All that was wiped out. He was essentially had the IQ of a child. He was essentially a child. This wasn't a very, you know, let's just say sympathetic part of Arkansas either. Where he was held up, it was actually, if you guys ever seen the show Oz, one of my, I think one of the most important TV shows ever made. 
and one of the greatest TV shows ever made, Oz on Oz on HBO. That's where he, Ricky Rector was, <clears throat> and honestly, I kind of feel like Oz was essentially a big criticism of Bill Clinton, you know, because the governor in that show was basically Bill Clinton <laughs> in every which way. <laughs> I swear to you, that was literally Bill Clinton, except, you know, he was hiding all that. You know, it wasn't out in the open. But he was at that time a prison, a very unsympathetic prison. A prison that had a brutal warden, a very harsh, you know, a very harsh rep. A very, very harsh rep. The reputation that he had was, you know, of, of um, one of the strict, or very one of the strictest maximum security prisons. So, what I'm, I'm, I'm putting all this out there because when you have the warden of this, of of the of the of the prison, of this very harsh and brutal maximum security prison. Saying that he's against this, pointing out that he felt like he was executing a child. He said, I executed a child. The. The. The priest for the prison resigned. Because you have to witness this, you know. They do this to it, you know, preserve this, you know, save their soul and so on. And he just resigned. He's like, "No, I, I just saw a child die right in front of me. That's what I saw." <laughs> and of course, I mean, in and of itself, the execution didn't even go smoothly. It was a very brutal execution. Ricky Rector was suffering throughout. I mean, they couldn't find the vein for him for 40 minutes straight. So he was constantly moaning and groaning and so on. So eventually what they decided to do was to just slice down, you know, you know, slice his arm up. Just go straight down his, his you know, straight down the arm. Um... To put a vein, to find a vein and just put like a, a catheter, basically, you can call it basically like a vein catheter inside, and from there is where they, you know, put in the lethal injections. But yeah, he was different. He didn't go by easily. People talked about how um, they had to cover up the screen and so on, and then through the cover up of the screen, when they covered up the window. They can hear the moaning and groaning of Ricky Ray Rector. During this whole time, keep in mind, the governor can't stop this. See, this is someone who normally would have been given clemency. He was going, he would have been given pardon. The warden and everyone would have put him up for pardon, to be pardoned. They were waiting for the moment that they can put him up to be nominated to be pardoned. Because there was no reason for him to, he was no danger to anyone else. 
he was no longer the person who he was when he committed the murder. It was just wrong and it was innately wrong. At the very least, his he should, his life, his sentence should have been commuted to life imprisonment. It should not have been the death penalty. And yet, I can't. I can't forget all that. I can't. I read too much about it, and it hurts. It hurts. Because he got away with it. Bill Clinton got away with that. It's just, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna cry. You know, what's, this is the, the part that gets me the most about the story. When you're up in death row and it's your it's the day you're going to be executed, it they treat you fairly well, and you know sometimes many places you get a TV, you get to have your family hang out with you for a bit. They talk to you, and some sometimes and depending on you know the prison, um, but for sure is the final meal where you get to have whatever you want. They ask you what would you like to have your be your final meal. And you can have whatever you want. And it's a very, very big meal. If you ask for cheeseburgers, or let's say you're very specific, I want some Big Macs from McDonald's, they're going to get you like six Big Macs. (laughs) You know, they'll get you the Big Macs and they'll get you six of them. Ricky Rector, he, after his final meal was uh, was over, obviously, it was a big meal, and the guards and everyone recount the story with such horror. This is where it gets me. This is where it's so obvious the man does not know what's going on. He has no idea. He's, like I said, he's gone. His brain is no longer functioning right. Then told him it's time, it's time now. Come on, Ricky, let's go. It's time. And Ricky decides to sell them. No. Can you go ahead and... and hide... and and store my pie for me? I'm going to save it for later. And the guards... (laughs) I could just imagine them just staring at each other and just staring at him. The look on their faces when they just hear it. Can you hold on to my pie for me so I can have it later on? I want to eat it when I come back. I'm 
I'm saving my pie for later. How would you feel? How do you react? How do you react to hearing something like that? A sign of being horrified and saddened and disgusted with what, with what you're about to do. He didn't understand what was going to happen to him. He had no clue. Even at the end, guys, when he is strapped up to that place, he's assuming, because he was having a tummy ache, by the way, he's assuming these doctors are here to help him. He helps them try to look for a vein. He's helping them here and there, talking to them. The guy had no idea. It wasn't computing with his at all that it was going to be his final moments that the steps he was taking on the way on the way to the death chamber were going to be his final steps then asking that guard to save his pie for later was going to be the final words he ever spoke to that man. With the moaning and groans of pain that the, uh, that the people on the other side of the window were hearing were literally going to be the last testament to who he was. Those were his final words. The whole time Bill Clinton was just sitting in his own office. His own little oval office in Arkansas. Never picked up the phone to call and tell them, okay, I said nope, call it off, which he has every right to do. He could have just committed it to life, as I said before. Life without parole. But no, instead he gets a phone call. From some woman, I forgot who it was, I forgot her name specifically, I, apolog I apologize. And all he does is reminisce how awful he feels. He's like, oh, it's terrible, I cannot, you know, oh, it's just a terrible situation we're dealing with and so on because he's a, you know, supposedly, although he is very pro-death penalty, he doesn't want to seem like an awful human being, of course, callous. I just want to be callous and talk about how the very moment that a human being's life is about to end is something to be celebrating over. It's not dumb. And the woman, of course, berating and telling him, oh, yes, of course, I understand. I can just imagine. I can just imagine. I can just imagine what you're going through, Bill. I can just imagine. Mr. Governor, sir. Don't take it too hard on yourself. Don't do that. Be gentle. 
He was before your time. You did not prosecute this man. You didn't do that. <laughs> Don't worry, sir. The flaunting. Then, of course, you read about Bill Clinton's other bullshit, you know, as president. How oh, he and also Hillary. Let's talk about Hillary, too, because Hillary was the main one who went after, you know, Monica Lewinsky. As they, you know, as basically calling her blackmailing minx. You know, she was a, a, a slatternly woman who was out to get Bill Clinton. And there was a right-wing conspiracy. By the way, this, you know, this is, doesn't this sound familiar, by the way? How Trump calls everything a left-wing conspiracy against him and so on. This was a right-wing conspiracy. I'm being, dead, I'm being completely honest. It's God truth. This is the truth. Hillary Clinton and them made it say that this was a right-wing conspiracy to try to take down a liberal left-wing president. A president in, in a left-wing administration. A liberal administration. She had the, that's what they had the audacity to talk about. <laughs> You see what I'm talking about? How Trump is basically, and now I say he's following the Bill Clinton playbook. Yeah, it was a right-wing conspiracy and all that. And Monica Lewinsky was one of the main ones conspiring, you know, against the, the president of the United States. The man who has the entire state structure on his side. The man with, who is the most powerful man in the whole world. She's able to... What? <laughs> like, come on! They ran after her and destroyed her. And then let's talk. And then also, when then there's Kathleen Welly, whose dog was poisoned, and when she was out jogging, was approached by someone and you know told them they them whom by some random man who knew her kid's name and where they went to school and made some very callous remarks about her family telling her to keep quiet you know I mean there's a lot of conspiracy theories about or surrounding the Clintons but that's because the Clintons are innately shady ass people who do conspire to do evil shit Bill Clinton's a fucking war criminal and everyone talks about about you know George W. Bush and everything like that just, just like Barack Obama is all the all the United States presidents since World War II are world criminals, as far as I'm concerned. And but you know what? No, according to us, George Bush is a war criminal. Ronald Reagan is a war criminal. All these other people are war criminals. No, not Adil Bill. No, not Adil Barack Obama. No, no. And that's the thing that pisses me off. Is that we're not honest with any of these things? I mean, when Bill Clinton went ahead and bombed, and, and over there in the Jordan, <clears throat> I'm sorry, in cartoon, the, the pharmaceutical plant in cartoon, that was a war crime. I mean, first of all. There was always connection between murder and and committing, you know, atrocities and, and shit like that, and sex. He did this, the bombing of Khartoum, at the, during the plight of Monica, during the Monica Lewinsky scandal and so on, especially during the testimony, during the testifying and so on that was going on during, and during the Congress. 
in the congressional sessions. And what's interesting is that during this whole time, remember how Donald Trump said, oh, I didn't watch the impeachment and no one believed him because how people, you know, his narcissistic personalities and all that just makes it really unbelievable that he would not watch his own impeachment. Well, Bill Clinton said the same exact thing. The same exact thing. He said, I didn't watch it, which I don't believe. No one believes. But, yeah, he said he didn't watch it. Um, during that time, he he bombed to try to get the um, the a lot of the weight off of him because of of the Monica Lewinsky scandal, just like he did with Ricky Ray Rector during the height of during during the height of the, the campaign for the presidency. He was in New Hampshire during this time. He went down from New Hampshire. To think about that for a moment. The 1990s, New Hampshire, a swing state, one of the most important states in the in the presidential elections, New Hampshire. A key role. He was going down in the polls really badly. He was going, losing really badly in New Hampshire. He decided because it was happening with, um, who was it? Was it Juanita Broderick? See, it's so hard to keep to keep track of all his all these comfort women that he's you know just trying to ruin and destroy. But you know, <laughs> take your pick. Um, it, it was either Juanita Broderick or Kathleen Willey that was that that were they were talking during this time. But you know, it was doing damage. It was having an impact again on on him, and that's when he decided to go down and personally oversee, like I said, the um, execution, the murder, the state murder. Of Ricky Ray Rector, the the mentally um, um, challenged, um, lobotomized man. Bill Clinton has always had some ties within, you know, violence and sex and bullshit like this, and so I will never forgive him for all the stupidity that I've read about him <laughs> and all the nonsense regarding him because there's so much myth around him. First of all, he was the one who wrecked welfare in his country. Not even the Republicans and Ronald Reagan could, could did what he could, what he was able to do. Okay, the Republicans had an idea of, in order to get rid of like the welfare state as we know it and do welfare reform, we have to. We they had a program. They had an idea of putting, instituting like, you know. Um, putting women in the Medicaid system and and putting them on job training programs and and having them you know um, apply for food stamps for work stuff like that like you know things that, that that like you have a social safety net there that will allow you to transition to work so it's going to be a transitionary thing and so on not something that you will only get if and only if you have a job. That's insane. That's insane that, that the Republicans could not do that, and they didn't do that. They didn't even come up with the concept. Bill Clinton didn't. All right? He's, he, he sets fire just like he did with the crime bill and just like he does with everything else and, and, and all the shit that I have just told you guys because I don't want to make this podcast too long. This is how we can sum up Bill Clinton in his presidency and his gubernatorialship and also who he was as Attorney General of Arkansas is that he sets fire to everything and walks away as it burns. 
That's all he is. And unfortunately for Hillary Clinton, she became the same way. And she enabled him throughout the whole thing. So as far as I'm concerned, she's also responsible. And I have every right to dislike her and hate her too.